0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Talk Show. We have the special Halloween episode today. We're going to be talking about the Catholic origins of Halloween. Yeah, we're going to look at how the traditions of Halloween originated with the Catholic Church,
1: the origins of trick-or-treating, the origins of jack-o'-lanterns, and why Halloween is actually a Catholic holiday.
2: <gasps> Put on your sheets and go...
0: Guys, really excited about this episode. Uh, now that I'm not scared anymore from uh, yeah. Father Rich's ghost impersonation, I was, really,
1: I was really mostly scared not because of the impersonation, <laughs> but for the future of his ecclesial clear, uh, career. It yeah. just ended yeah. with that. Yeah, because yeah. when they're like, "Huh, Pagano? He'd make a good bishop. Let's see if there's anything out <laughs> of."
2: I think that's already been done. Yeah. With with the whole luchador mask. But that, yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: that was last year, though. That was last year. Oh, that's so
2: last year. It's Halloween. I've grown, you, I've grown. (laughs) It's almost Halloween. You could dress up like a bishop. (laughs) There's no way on God's green earth I'm going to do that.
1: Dress up as a bishop? No way. Actually, wouldn't that be a, a canonical crime for impersonating a bishop?
0: That's the FBI. You can't do the FBI. You can't impersonate an FBI agent. You get thrown in jail. What about a popo? Well, you can't
1: impersonate a priest. You can't impersonate being a priest either. So anyway,
2: we're talking about Halloween today. Well, I did dress up like John Bosco. You did? Yep. For a celebration of Halloween back in my first parish as a priest. We basically had all the kids at Mass dress up like saints. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we went in procession after the mass. All It was the procession of the saints, and the saints go marching in, and we converted the hall to heaven. Okay. And there were all sorts of treats and games and, like, a, nice. a whole fun land. so you, the only way that you could get into the gates of heaven on Halloween is if you actually dress up like a saint. I don't think that's proper theology. Yeah, I was about to say, is that? <laughs> that, uh, that's, that sounds like some well, it precedes, It precedes the sainthood that's given. Ah, I
1: got it. So... Mm-hmm. This episode is going to be about Halloween, and you know, Halloween in our society. There's a lot of people like, "Oh no, Halloween's the devil's holiday," and it says in my Bible that I should not celebrate none of those pagan devil things. And you're a bad Christian. Just That's you a do footnote, it. right in the in the book? I, I think so. It's yeah. in the gloss. Oh, okay. It's in the mm-hmm. second. It's in Apocrypha too. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> but I think that that couldn't be more untrue. Halloween is not a pagan holiday. Halloween has specifically Catholic origins, and no Catholic should be ashamed to celebrate Halloween. In fact, Catholics should be celebrating Halloween um, in joy and, and having fun with it. Mm-hmm.
0: My Catholic children love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And All Hallows' Eve is the whole sense of
0: what is the feast to come, and, yeah. and in reality, it's All Saints' Day. Yeah, So it's the eve of All Saints' Day, and, mm-hmm. and this is tied directly to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so before we get into the episode, why don't you tell everyone— how they can go uh, get some tricks and treats by uh, connecting
2: with us. Well, if you want to get tricks or treats, you have to be a Patreon. So make sure that you're going to patreon.com forward slash the Catholic talk show And that's a way that you can support us financially, and we could give you those treats for supporting us. And for all of our viewers, all of our listeners, we want you to spread far and wide our show through social media. We post every single week on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we want to make sure that you're passing that information on because we're growing this show each and every week, and we've done that because of our viewers and because of our followers. So be sure to follow us on all of our social media channels, and certainly the easiest way that you could reach us is catholictalkshow.com and there you could see how you can listen in view and most certainly our youtube viewers we want to make sure that you're subscribing clicking the bell so that whenever we produce a new video it's producing right on your feed so you can never miss a video so
1: halloween even the very root of the name halloween shows its catholic origins all hallows eve Mm -hmm. so Halloween falls on October 31st, and the day after is one of the great feasts of the church, which is All Saints Day. Mm-hmm. So if you have Christmas, you have Christmas Eve, right? Mm-hmm. So Christmas Eve. Yep. If you have Halloween, the way that the Scots and the Irish and the English would have said it was All Hallows Day, right? All Hallows Day. What's Hallows mean? Hallows. Hallows. Yeah. Hallows. Hallows. Saints. Hallows. Mm-hmm. Hallows. Yeah. Hallowed be thy yeah. name. Right? Halo be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. Holy be thy name. Hallowed. So all right. holies day, mm-hmm. all saints day. Right. Yeah. So if you take that and you say, Well, all Halo's Day, or what's the day before that, it'd be all Halo's Eve. And then it kind of so gets Halloween is is, Eve, is equivalent Eve. to Eve. Yeah. So it mm-hmm. gets shortened to All halos Eve. And it's an Irish Halloween. tradition. Halloween. It's mm-hmm. a well, it's a tradition that is all throughout Europe through the American colonies. But that's where the origin of the name comes. Is it's just a reference to saying this is the eve of all uh, Saints' Day. It's all Halos' Eve, Halloween. So how do we get from
2: that to <laughs> like spooky Halloween? Quit well, scaring me, fine. Yeah, I'm know. sorry. Quit Scaring me. Yeah, There's children watching. <gasps> ah. oh.
0: ah. I said boo! Shit! <laughs> <laughs> <said, "Boo." laughs> I said boo, man. <laughs>
1: So that's kind of a long and winding history and we're gonna cover that today. But you know, I think first to understand why <laughs> Halloween is so important is that it really it's preceding All Saints Day. And All mm-hmm. Saints Day was instituted when you guys have been to Rome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ever been to the Pantheon? Oh yeah, I have. The Pantheon used to be dedicated to all the Roman gods. Yeah. And then uh, in six thirteen, the Byzantine emperor gave ownership of it to the Pope. And the celebration of the of the uh, uh, turning it into a Catholic church, uh, now dedicated to all the saints, uh, became a feast day in Rome, May 13th, and that was known as All Saints Day because it was commemorating the commemoration of of the Pantheon being turned into the Church of All Saints.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, that's now, that's May, May 13th.
1: 13th, right? So later, uh, a pope about in the 700s, um, in there's a church, St. Peter and all the saints. Now, this was his pet project. So it was St. Peter and all the saints. So they he transferred the feast from May 13th to the day that that church was dedicated, which was November, November 1st.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So that's why uh, All Saints Day ended up being November 1st. Now, in the Middle Ages, um, then following that, a lot of the Benedictine monasteries would have, after All Saints Day, they would have a a celebration inside the monastery celebrating all the, the, all the dead previous members of their monastery. And they would do special prayers for them on the day following all saints day, which turned into all souls day. So that's why we have all saints day followed by all souls day, which are, are to me. some like to the, the bat. Yeah. To me, those are some of my favorite holidays. I mean, mm-hmm. I really love those feast days. It's, um,
2: What's your typical tradition on All Souls' Day, Delacross? Do you ever do anything, or
0: uh, I, I just I go to mass and pray for uh, my family members that passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I pray for a lot of people who are you know died in wars and mm-hmm. died lonely and died confused or you know what I mean, like just in mm-hmm. a state that. Hopefully the merit of my prayers will help them I'm lonely some... and
1: confused. I'm in this war and I don't know what I'm doing. It's that, no, no, I, that's that's that person you're praying you for. You can
0: categorize separately uh different, yeah. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Try to try to pray people out of uh purgatory. Yeah. Do you ever you know? do you ever go to like a cemetery? I do.
1: I, I. well I honestly, I go to a cemetery every single day. Mm-hmm. And I say prayers in a cemetery every single day. There's one by my house. Every day. Every day. Really? Not always on the weekends, but every single week, that I go to a cemetery? Wow! Uh, and say at least one prayer as I'm driving through there or walking through there if mm-hmm. it's nice out. Mm-hmm. But I do that, I've, and I've been doing that for
2: years. It's a peaceful. So it's place one of those drive-through cemeteries.
1: <laughs> no, no, it's,
2: yeah, it's a drive-through. They
1: cemetery. got
0: roads and cemeteries now. Let, uh, Rich.
1: Give me someone who died in the Civil War, and can I get a uh, two people who died in the 1920s? Okay. <laughs> give me
0: someone confused too. No, no confused. there's a
1: cemetery uh, a cemetery by my house, and. Um, you know, when I'm walking through, I pray the rosary there or if I drive through there just in the morning on the way home just to make sure that I visit mm-hmm. every day and say
2: prayers. I tell you what, I love cemeteries. Me too. I, from the time I was a child and I worked at a cemetery and, you know, it, I think when it comes to All Saints Day and All Souls Day, it gives us the wonderful perspective of the memento mori that we must remember our death and the realities of what is before us and what Jesus has won for us. He has won for us a kingdom and he goes to prepare a place for us. So in that trajectory of our life, knowledgeable of the fact of constantly remembering our death, that's that's an important facet of the way that we live our faith. And that gives us the perspective of how we should live our life Mm -hmm. day in and day out. I love the fact that you go every day and certainly the church encourages that, especially during All Souls Day there are rituals that take place in the cemetery yes. and, and to find out what your local parish is doing in relationship to a local cemetery is kind of an important practice of faith because the whole idea is to remember the dead, to remember your own death mm-hmm. and to pray for those loved ones and, and the people like Delacrosse does, you know, to open our hearts and expand our, our, our capacity of empathy and enter into the, the prayers Absolutely. for others. Now, two things on that. Now,
1: real quickly, uh, if you do visit a cemetery um, on All Souls Day and you pray for the departed and then you visit the church and then you also pray, um, I think it's the Apostles Creed and, and Our Father, there is an, that is an indulged act and mm-hmm. you get a plenary indulgence that can be applied for some of those people you're praying for. So visiting a cemetery on All Souls Day and meeting the requirements and the constant requirements of an indulgence, which is, you know, having been to confession, um, being in a state of grace, all those things, you can get a plenary indulgence and pop one Mm. of those confused war victims out of uh, purgatory. So Mm -hmm. that's an important thing. But the whole concept of praying for the dead and its relationship then to All Saints Day and then All Souls Day is where we get the kind of spooky aspects of Halloween.
2: Mm -hmm. That's how they got tied together. Mm. Because the visit to the cemetery, cemeteries, it was that time and, and of year. I think I think about when I was uh, when I was younger. We used to have a place down, at, I think, Port Orange or Daytona Beach, and it was a drive. It was literally like a drive-through cemetery, mm-hmm. and we would go there in the middle of the night and mm-hmm. hang out and and you know just try to like freak each other out or whatever. And and uh, you know it, was, it got a little dark every now and then. That's but human nature to be afraid of cemeteries. And a lot of that comes
1: into the traditions of Halloween. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I remember I went to the to mm-hmm. my own cemetery that I worked at late, late at night, and I and I believe it was All Souls Day. And I walked the entire perimeter of the whole cemetery. And I just recalled, you know, just an act of faith and and you know, you're you're encountering certain darkness, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, it's like, what are you encountering that with? Mm-hmm. You know, when we were younger and and foolish and and probably acting imprudently, um, you know, traveling around those cemeteries, you know, we were we were searching for, you know, an experience of, yeah. of fear or darkness or horror, uh, you know, to get that kind of uh, that sense. But um, I, I could see how it could be born out of that.
1: Yeah. And people also people enjoy that stuff. And, and it's sometimes fun to have that kind of. I
0: guess experience of death because it's something that you know it's whistling past a graveyard. Right? So, uh, so wh- how did the first people dress up? Because you know now we got like you know Superman, right? And we got or the, Lego uh, Batman
2: or ghouls, Lego and bat. and see, ghouls and goblins and Ghouls and goblins
0: I could see because that would play off the fear of 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 death and then mm-hmm. the unknown after death. You mm-hmm. know, and this eerie way that people could uh, come back and all, you know, I can see all so that.
2: Uh, now it's like Anna Elsa princesses, superheroes. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah that yeah, you know, yeah. That's just
0: happened from the secularization of the holiday. I know that. I know that. But I know that. What you, I'm saying is like, wh- what was, where were the yeah, traditions? The first, like? Sure. Yeah. So yeah. if you look at
1: traditions in history, Halloween costumes stem from Catholic celebrations of all saints day and all souls mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. So what would happen is Two things. So, look for an example of Mardi Gras. What happens before Mardi Gras? Party. You, you party, you dress up, you put on masks, you put on yep. costumes, mm-hmm. you go Pastries parties. And food right? and beads. In, and- in anticipation of the solemnity of the next day. Sure. Well, that was a common thing. That didn't just happen for Ash Wednesday in the Middle mm-hmm. Ages. That happened before almost every big feast day. You had the party of the day before and the prayerful solemnity of the day after. So... You know, The feast of you know Saint George or the feast of Saint Peter or Christmas or 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 um All Souls Day. So, what people would do is they would have big parties and dress up because that's what you do, like Mardi Gras, you dress up. There's no what you do, right? What you do so, you would dress up. up like and this came this tradition came from France where obviously like Mardi Gras comes from, and the day before all. Saint's Day, people dress up in masks and costumes and have a big party.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, this tradition spread to different countries, and it also spread to Ireland. And Ireland, they had more, more of a focus on on death uh, and the aspects of death because it was a poor country, and that was a more prevalent type of preaching there. When the French and the Irish started to intermarry in the New World, you had that French tradition of costumes, and then some of the Irish local customs which were more focused on death and you've got now spooky costumes and that's mm-hmm. where it came from. Now the other area where that comes from is that Catholic uh, Halloween costumes also stem from the fact that you would have a big on all saints day, a procession and your church would bring all the statues out, right? And you'd mark, you'd walk down the street with all the statues of all the saints of your parish, right? Well, Most traditions in the church that we have today come from peasants, right? Because those are the popular ones. But a peasant church didn't have statues to go parading around, right? So what'd you do?
2: Dress Dress up up like like the saints. There
1: you go. So you have a procession where you dress Mm -hmm. up like the saints because you couldn't afford statues. So now you're dressing up as saints. Now you have costumes on All Saints Day, right? So that's where the origin... superheroes. Yeah. It's a French-Irish mashup. But it's a Catholic mashup, and there's different... It's the monster mash! A lot of people are always like, what's the origin? It's this. It's never that simple. It's a lot of different cultures Mm -hmm. and traditions merging into one homogenous tradition that we have now, but the origin of Halloween costumes come from the French, the Irish, and the All Saints Day um, processions. But like a lot of the traditions, the popular folk traditions of All Saints Day and All Souls Day, they typically ended up getting moved to Halloween. So that's
2: that's where you get Halloween costumes. Mm-hmm. It's like where you get so excited about the <coughs> celebration you start celebrating it beforehand. Well, Christmas is a perfect example of that. Yeah. Because you start, I mean, I, <laughs> I'm, I, am i am sorry to say I listen to Christmas songs
0: like well yeah. into November, uh, even before uh, Thanksgiving. Even of course, like, course you do. Of even course. Like I, my family, we, we would all get, cause you know, everybody was off work and everything. And so my family would get together three, four days before Christmas. Mm-hmm. If, if it hit right on the calendar, you know, mm-hmm. and we would just eat and hang out and the cousins mm-hmm. would be all together. And you know, the uncles and aunts were all there and then it was like Christmas day, it's like. It's just our family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's you know, the mass same. And... That's the
1: same thing that, that would happen here, right? Yeah, you know, all it's it's your parties. A solemn, it's
0: kind of, yeah, it's like it's yeah. A solemn. And then you celebrate All Saints' Day, day family, and All yeah. Souls'
1: Day more so, uh, solemnly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, another what's the other great tradition of Halloween is trick or treat or treat? Yeah. yeah, trick or treat. What kind of beat? What kind
2: of trick, trick or treat stories you eat. got? I, I, I got some trick or treat you stories. You got trick or treat stories. Give
0: us, give us a trick. I you start. I start. You start. I, I, you true, know, we,
2: we toilet papered our bus driver's uh, house and his... It's terrible. ...tree. He was wow. a public servant and you're humiliating. Yeah. I know. I mean, that's that did was a trick. Did you have to go back and clean it up? We did, I think. Did we? Ooh, I don't think we did. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I feel bad about that. But she, then... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but then... uh, And then, treat-wise, let me think. My favorite treat was uh, Reese's Pieces, for sure, like the Ooh. peanut butter cups.
0: That was a good house.
2: Those are the... The houses mm. with the full candy yeah. bars; oh, those yeah. were the ones. You no, know, was yeah. the weird, weird houses. I, I'm sure this was a tradition, but the candied apples. Yeah, I was never into now, the now. There's apples. a deep
1: tradition on that. We're going to get into that and why really? candied apples were an important part and still should be an important part of trick or treating.
2: But right. what are, mm-hmm. what were some yeah. of the costumes? Uh, just there was uh, always those legends of like people putting razor blades yeah. in them and stuff. So that's yeah. why I never really... the razor blades. That was the best part. <laughs> you didn't eat those. Not like, I would keep it at the top of my roof of my mouth. I'd be like... <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the WWF, like,
1: cut yourself. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so what would you dress up as, and what were your favorite Halloween candy?
0: Yeah, like, dressing up, I was never a planner for that. So it was always... <laughs> you, it, not a planner. It was always wow. like, you know... My mom would always help me out. Like, <laughs> Mom, I don't have anything. She's like, yeah, let's cut the sleeves off your shirt, you'll be a little uh, wise guy or something, you know? Or like, um, you know, just... You know, taking a sheet, you know, and cutting a thing, you know eye eye sockets out of it, you know, just stupid stuff <laughs> like that. You know, all my friends used to have these really nice costumes, like Delacrosse. What's wrong with you? <laughs> but, uh, but you'd forget. wind up with most of the candy by the end of the night. Well, yeah, because right? the be, uh, they're changeable costumes. I there in my neighborhood, and I lived there for a while. Uh, in my neighborhood. Um, you know, our our the the kids in our family, we were the seniors around there. You know, we knew everybody. We knew who what who gave what. You know, the dentist gave us toothpaste and a toothbrush, so we never went to his oh, house. That's lame. But there Come was on. a few f- f- families that would leave a bowl filled with candy outside. And so we knew that we had we to hit get those there places first. up first. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Did you take all that candy? Well, oh, yeah. I mean, unethical. that was before I came to the age of. It was of, before uh, conversion. Yeah. Well, just, you know. It's the honor system, man. You can't do that. Yeah. And then, um, and then one <laughs> time I got a. a, a she had a big old thing of of red hots. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, just grab some and put it in your bag. Right. Dumb. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, that's dumb. I took the whole thing of red hots (laughs) and I go back and I'm eating these things. And the first time having them, I eat them and I just got so sick. Oh Oh. yeah. And I, to this day, can't eat a red hot. I can't eat anything like Uber cinnamon. You know, like I can't even chew cinnamon gum. I'm like, Ugh. really yeah something happens in my stomach oh wow holiday sick, really what sick. about a trick though did you i don't want to be the only one that confesses a I'll trick. confess trick um they were i probably we probably shouldn't share these with our audience that's all right they're they're they they understand all right one time we um we decided that we'd well, my older brother was really smart, like right? too smart. Dane's a smart kid. And now uh, I'm really nervous if you bring in Dane. It's up. not it's not right. I'm Dane, sorry, hey, Dane. Yeah, so Dane do. found out that uh, <laughs> that you could make um you could make a bomb out oh of uh, out <laughs> of uh, out of breaker I shouldn't even say this. I think mean, someone could get it. Right, 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 like, they're, they're this in school, like if they're this in schools. Yeah. Anyways, out of stuff. <laughs> and and so he puts it into a um, thing, a glass bottle of all things, because it was. Just a, yeah. And so Billy Devereaux got hit in the back with some glass and my mom's picking it out. Like, please go go tell your mom.
2: <laughs> like,
0: like, Dane's an idiot. And Billy's like, yes, yeah, Miss Della Cross, I won't say anything, you know. So yeah, that's one of the
2: tricks. It's like sewing up his back. Yeah, yeah. So, he
0: he never he never spoke a word of that to his mother. God bless you, Billy, if you're listening.
2: But if his mom's listening to the show now, oh, you know gosh,
0: yeah. 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 that's why the, that's why he his back looks like. A, I think the Statue uh, of limitations is over. Already, maybe <laughs> I don't know.
1: Let's see. Um, yeah, I, I kind of had the same thing with Halloween costumes. My mom, me and my brother like wear our costumes. And my mom's like. <laughs> put on black sweatpants, put on a black hood. I'm going to paint your face and that's your costume. You're going to go as (laughs) that. Yeah.
0: As that. What are you? I don't know. I just want some candy, man. Just give me Mm -hmm. some candy. Um,
1: But there's this one year we were trick or treating. We pulled a trick. So we were walking around and this house had all their lights off and they weren't giving out candy and they had their dogs on chains in the front yard and said, do not come in our yard. Dogs are out. And we're like, well, that's a really terrible thing to do on Halloween. <laughs> so we went back to the house and got a bunch of eggs and threw eggs at the house and the garage doors. This was like four years ago. <laughs> oh, no. I pulled a, I, I egged a house like four or five years ago. Wow. I'm so ashamed to say it. That's true. There was a lot of egging going on But yeah. back in the day. I mean, you know, well into my thirties, I pulled that trick, but don't do that. There's kids out. Your dogs. Come on, man. Yeah. Keep your dogs inside. You, des- <laughs> you deserve those eggs and I don't feel shame. Wow. <laughs> You're a terrible
2: you're human gonna have
0: sure. that, I think your statue of limitations is not up. Yeah, I'm, I don't Somebody's care. I was, very, I was
2: very blessed because my mom was really, really into Halloween. My so mom is
1: so into Halloween though now, dude. She yeah. decorates the house like, man, it's like one of those houses where you're like,
2: wow, the kids are all like yeah. coming to this house for And it. my grandparents were the same way. So we yeah. had like boxes of stuff. From when my aunts and uncles were growing up, and so we had a lot of stuff. We invented types of you know yeah. costumes or whatever. But my favorite one was with my grandfather, and we pulled out aluminum foil and we <laughs> we built this whole like Knights Templar, and I had a sword and everything, and aluminum, and I had foil? aluminum foil shield with the red you know Jerusalem uh-huh. cross on it, and it was definitely one of my favorite my favorite uh, cool. costumes. Yeah, my
1: sister goes so crazy with Halloween, and she actually. She's actually gotten she's kind uber of super creative though. She got kind of famous for this. She um, crochets all of her kids' costumes, and she's been on like Oprah and oh, you showed me something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she's in like the uh, Guinness Book of World Records or Ripley's Believe It or Not for her Halloween costumes. Wow, and she's really into it, which is you know cool. Yeah, she's very she's good, she's very at
2: it. talented. Yeah, very yeah. talented. I won best costume back when I was like a kid. I was like five, six years old. One of my early memories, and my mom dressed me up like a clown. Fitting. fitting, fitting, She didn't have to put much on you, did she? <laughs> She's like Richie. I don't have a costume for you. Just go
1: outside. You're Just a go
2: clown. outside. You clown.
0: Because your mom told you you were a clown and not to wear anything. You come out with like, this sad clown.
2: Like, <laughs> 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 oh look at this sad clown. The sad, you're, clown. You're <laughs> sad. A prize. The sad best costume <laughs> in the neighborhood. Uh, so how did <laughs>
0: trick or treat start? We so didn't trick know, or did treat did start? About that? That? No,
1: we didn't. But trick or treating started as a Catholic tradition around gaining indulgences for the departed on All Souls
0: Day. That, we're going to have to tie that. Let's unpack that, right? Yeah. We're,
1: we're going to peel that back like the candy wrapper on a Reese's Pieces. <laughs> so mm. what would mm. happen is that in medieval pre-Reformation England, which I still contend, pre-Reformation English Catholicism is my favorite flavor of Catholicism ever. You're, I, it's, you're not a Frenchman? I'm I'm French, but I I still think that pre-Reformation really? English Catholicism is the my favorite type
0: of I don't expression even know what of that the faith. Is but I am glad you like it. Okay. It's what I like. And then they started trick or treating. I like and it that's even it. more. End of the story. No.
1: <laughs> so what would happen is they developed the tradition where young kids, um, uh, leading up to All Souls' Day, would go out and they would young and poor children who would want treats and this was their time to get something special, they would go out and they would sing songs uh, around the rich people's houses and it was called souling, right? So you were going out and you're singing these songs where you are you are asking the masters of the houses to give you treats, apples, peaches, plums, cookies, whatever, and in exchange, the these rich people would come and they'd give a cookie or whatever to these kids with a piece of paper with a name on it and then those kids would eat the cookie and then go to the church and then pray for the departed. Mm-hmm. So they were these children were using their powers of prayer to essentially get cookies in exchange for um, you know, the promise to pray for the departed. Mm-hmm. So that that was called souling, and they would go around house to house singing songs, and then people would give them these little cookies and they so go. This to the developed church. in England. This developed mm-hmm. in England, yeah. and yeah. And they brought it over to the new world and all that. So that's where the tradition of trick-or-treating comes from. The tradition of trick-or-treating comes from a medieval English practice designed to gain indulgences for the dead in All Souls
2: Day. Hmm. I think that's a creative way and a catechetical way to, to bring the kids in <coughs> Absolutely. by way of treats to the mystery of what it's all about. Mm. My mom, her girlfriends used to always drop by the the, the church in, in Manhattan whenever they were walking back home and they would pray for, they would keep the prayer cards out of the people who died in the neighborhood mm-hmm. and they would pick them up and they would go pray for them and then go back home. And they did that it's voluntarily the, themselves. But yeah, it's a version of that. It's 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 a nice little practice to bring the kids into that type of, uh, mm-hmm. of a sense of the the celebration itself. So then a lot of times these kids would be wearing their costumes that they'd be
1: wearing in the procession. So sure. they're dressed up like saints. They're going door to door, singing songs, getting apples and cookies, praying in the churches. So that is the origin of Halloween. The origin of Halloween is incredibly Catholic mm-hmm. and deeply Catholic. Um, I Every year now, um, when I started learning about these really ancient traditions, I've started doing these in my family and I've That's taught excellent. my kids about that. And every year um, we actually make the medieval um, recipe for soul cakes. Mm-hmm. And so but does Johnny
2: that. ever go up to a, a neighbor's door and knock on it and start singing, a soul cake, a soul cake, please good Mrs. A soul cake, one for Peter, one for Paul, and three for him that made a soul, a soul cake. So
0: the that kids was song. They, Is that the song. So the kids the, are the, looking for five soul cakes when they go <laughs> sing this song, huh?
2: Give me five soul <laughs> cakes. <laughs>
0: Kid, you're just being greedy, man. You're getting one. Man,
2: are these like cupcakes or something? No, like, soul, soul cakes are like
1: they're not that good.
0: I, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they're all right. If you're gonna right. make that many per kid, give no. me
1: a bit of soul cake. No, they're they're all right. They're kind of like shortbread cookies. Uh, I like shortbread. They're shortbread cookie, right? cookies with like you know spices like allspice and cinnamon and clove, okay. and then they got like raisins and stuff on the top. I actually uh, and the idea. I'll post I'll post the recipe of the soul cakes that I make every mm. year. You know, put jelly on them. They're all right. They're good when they come out of the oven. They don't have a preservatives. They don't hold up well. All by, right. by All Souls
2: Day, they suck. Mm. So. so in this tradition... But they're pretty... I think, personally, I would rather soul food. I'd be like, a drumstick, a drumstick. <laughs> please give
1: me a fried drumstick. I don't know. Well, that's predicated on the fact that they just have chicken laying around. I mean, yeah. you know. But, I mean, if it okay. works... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that is the origin of trick-or-treating, is that they would go around ask for treats in exchange for praying for the the, the deceased loved ones of the Pretty people cool. giving the treats. Yeah, I Pretty like that. Pretty cool. It's, that's so it. The secular, so trigger,
2: so when, when... So that's a whole sense of like singing a song, you get a little treat. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's an exchange. Yeah, so the whole
1: idea that parents get scared that if their kids are going out trick-or-treating that they're somehow secretly worshiping the devil mm-hmm. is completely unfounded and makes no sense when you look at the history of the real origins of Halloween.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most ignorant people don't make sense.
2: Well, I tell you what, our generation is the ones that got rid of the tricks because now we do trunk or treat, so we don't even give the kids trunk an option. Trunk or treat? It's like you look in the trunk, you got a treat. Take a <laughs> treat, kid, get out of here. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>, that's <laughs> no so trick. Lame. That's terrible. <laughs> but everybody pulls into the church parking lot, they open up their trunks, they've got treats in there. Nice. Oh, okay, that's Trunk nice. or treat.
1: Okay, that's nice. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. There's no trick. Yeah. Now, the last, I think of the big Halloween traditions is the the pumpkin, the jack-o'-lantern. Um. Now, this is actually a really cool piece of folklore where this comes from. Now, in medieval Irish Ireland, um, there's the tale of a, a miserly mean old guy named Jack, okay? And, and I, so they would have the practice of, if they couldn't afford a lantern and they were poor, they would carve turnips and just put coals in them or you know a small candle, so when they were traveling at night, the turnip would protect the flame. So it was like a makeshift lantern, mm-hmm. right? So the, there was the, obviously a story arose on how these originated, mm-hmm. but there's Jacko, this, Jacko, no, <laughs> Jack. So the story goes that there was oh. this there was this mm. this mean old man who wouldn't give to the poor. He was a uh, he wouldn't go to mass. He's a bad guy, mm. and because of this. But he was also a very smart and shrewd guy. But because of this, the devil came and visited him and was going to take his soul and take him to hell. And Jack tricked him into climbing up a tree. And when the devil was in the tree, he put crosses all around the foot of the tree so the devil couldn't come down. So in exchange for removing the crosses so that the devil would come down, Jack made the devil promise that he would not take his soul and take him to hell. So Jack got out of hell that way by tricking the devil. But when this mean old jerk died, uh, he went to heaven and St. Peter said, you're not a welcome here. You were not a good man. So he couldn't go to heaven because he was a bad person and couldn't go to hell because he tricked the devil. So he was doomed to walk the earth forever, um, trying to find somewhere to sleep. But because of his darkened state, he couldn't see anything. So he went to the devil and said, um, Just at least give me one piece of fire from hell that I can see my way through and try to find somewhere to sleep. And the devil gave him one coal inside of a turnip and Jack O the lantern would wander the world looking for somewhere to rest, somewhere in between
2: heaven and hell. So he's coming to your house this Halloween. Scary.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, So how do we get pumpkins out of turnips? Well... When Irish settlers came to the new world, pumpkins were a lot easier to carve, a lot bigger and. Put um, out more light. And put out more light. So that's where it came from. So Mm. the tradition of carving pumpkins for Halloween has the tradition for carving pumpkins for Halloween has, again, medieval Catholic origins to a uh, folktale about the devil. Mm. And about tricking the devil into preventing you from going to hell. Mm. And about needing a place to sleep. need needing a place to sleep. Everybody needs a place to sleep. I you know, agree. So I think the last thing is that, you know, a lot of modern people who are, call themselves, oh, I'm a pagan. No, you're not. I am. You're a pagano. That's am a pagano. So a lot of them will say, well, Halloween is really, it's a devil's holiday, or it's, a, it's an ancient pagan holiday that the Catholic Church stole. That's not true. Now, the um, ancient Celtic people did have a festival on October 31st. As much as that even matters because of the fluctuation of calendars in today, mm-hmm. you know, this is in the fourth and third century, and the calendars aren't even the same now as they were then. But they had a festival near October, end of no- beginning of November, end of October, called Samhain. And Samhain was essentially just their end-of-the-year celebration. That was their harvest celebration. And modern pagans who, in attempt to give their pagan, their neo-pagan beliefs, some sort of ancient credibility, saying, look, we have a long pedigree like the church we were around before the church, said, well, Halloween was actually Samhain. And that's not true. Samhain was a, a folk festival where um, it was a fire festival, right? And it was the end, the dying of the harvest. And, it, you know, there was some elements of death, but it's mostly about fire and having the fire prepared for the long winter and offering things to whatever Samhain God or whatever. I think Samhain actually means end of the year in that ancient language. So there's some parallels. And obviously, you know, as cultures happen, you're going to find parallels. There's going to be some parallels because people celebrate seasons the same way, no matter where you're at. But like, does it mean that you secretly celebrate Thor every time you have a Thursday? Absolutely not. It's about what you're intending to celebrate. Uh, So people who try to find these secret things are like, you're actually worshiping Satan. No, I'm not. That's Mm. stupid. If I was worshiping Satan, you would have to be specifically intending to worship Satan. It just doesn't work that way. That's not to be too harsh, but that's dumb American fundamentalist Protestantism. And it just doesn't make any darn sense. You are harsh, sir. I (laughs) I say it like it is. Okay. Okay.
0: (laughs) All right. Is that what that is? All right. All right. All right.
1: (laughs) <laughs> so, so, you know, is it okay for Catholics to celebrate Halloween? Are you asking me that question? Uh, I'm is looking this at you and asking a question. Is this, is, is this the inquisition? In, uh, no. The, yes. But it's typically and traditionally how people ask a question. They look at you and say,
2: is it okay for Catholics to celebrate Halloween? <laughs> well, we Halloween? look at each other almost well, he the whole asked show. asked you a question and you didn't you answer. Exactly. Thank you, Della Cross. Thank you. He so, said, is that a question? Is it? <laughs> Well I
1: answered it now. I answered it rhetorically because obviously yes it was a question. So, let me restate this incredibly <laughs> clearly. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Father Richard, <laughs> may I ask you a question? Ryan Shill, yes you may. Okay. Thank you number 1 for, you know, weaving your eyebrows. They look on point. I comb them just for you. I know you did. You comb your eyebrows before every episode. It's, it's bizarre. Yeah. Now, is it okay for Catholics yes to no. <laughs> no, seriously, you know, what would you say to Catholic
2: parents who are worried about yes. their children
1: celebrating Halloween?
2: There should be no worry. Okay. And I do think that And to come to Trunk or Treat. Yeah. Come to come to the Trunk, trunk or Treat. It's yeah. good for the kids. It's good for the kids. Hey, look, bring your kids to Trunk or Treat, <laughs> and then when the kids go home, you can stay around for Crunk or Treat. That's where all the parents <laughs> and get crunk. They get crunk. trunk or treat. So so no, the um you know, absolutely completely fine to celebrate halloween it's not a pagan holiday we we need to be conscious of the fact that we should be remembering our death we should think of creative ways just like a soul cake was a creative way of bringing these children into the practice of praying for the dead absolutely so and to be conscious of our neighbors and possibly their struggles their grief their etc That's the whole idea. That's what we're driving driving at as Catholics with the liturgical calendar and what we are celebrating and what we're remembering. So work with your pastoral council, work with your parish, work with your pastor, and try to create fun, engaging, cultural activities for the kids and as well for us to practice our faith in this capacity on Halloween, All Hallows Day, All Saints Day, as well as All Souls Day. I think that's
1: a really great point that— you know, for Catholic parents worried about their children celebrating Halloween, it's actually a, an opportunity for catechesis to teach them to pray for the dead. Because the point of Halloween is the lead up to All Saints Day and All Souls Day, and allowing them to understand the communion of saints, uh, the Church militant, the Church all you know, the Church um, triumphant, and the Church in in purgatory, and remembering to pray for them. Halloween is an excellent opportunity for instruction on that fundamental and incredibly important uh, part of our faith and a, good a big point. shout
2: out to money pythons holy grail bring out your dead mm. there you right. go <laughs> there you go yeah no it's it, it is very very true i i you know i really hope that i can get away from the parish and head down to the cemetery where my grandparents are so that i can pray down there and and just appreciate their their deposit of faith and and how much I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's time for that. It's time to visit our loved ones in the cemetery. it's time to make sacrifices. And, and pray for the dead. Absolutely. So, Delacross, I have a question for you. Is, is,
0: is that a question?
2: <laughs> Do you want to <laughs> get in my seat? No. <laughs> you can get in my seat. Hey, so, <laughs> Delacross. Yes. What is your no. favorite? What is your favorite website on the internet?
0: Ooh. Um. Hmm. There was a website that uh, I don't know, it's like five or six years ago. Where are you going with this? Where you I could- was
2: hoping that he was gonna say Catholictalkshow.com because oh, that's where oh, we want you to visit. Oh. Is the best website on the <laughs> internet. And that is Catholictalkshow.com. Go there, subscribe to all of our platforms, listen in, view on YouTube, and make sure that you're supporting the show. Patreon.com forward slash The Catholic Talk Show. Drop in on Exodus90.com, CovenantEyes.com, our sponsors, and together we will make this show the greatest not only show website. on earth. But the greatest show on earth.
1: <laughs> you know what? You didn't get a treat. You got a trick and a treat, dude. That was a good. A soul
2: cake, a soul cake. Please, good Randall, across a soul cake. See you next week.
1: Catholic Talk Show.
2: Peace.